Welcome to Taking Sides. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. It is so good to be back, you guys. We are going to dive right into the emails because that's what this show is all about. You guys send in your things and we chat about them. Ash, any anything that you want to chat about with our things? Or we, is that just over on our other podcast? We talked a lot about the couch fight. Well, it's not really a fight. It's more like a discussion. You mean the TV? The TV and the couch. You'll have to go listen to Big Little Life with the Dashleys if you want to hear all about our decisions about the couch and whether or not we should put a TV in our upstairs living room and um, whether or not we should ever cook salmon again. Right. <laughs> so those are the things going on over here in our house, just so you know that every couple talks about the things, but you can disagree without being disagreeable. You can. We're not really, we're not good at that. We're not good at that at all. There but is always a goal. There that is the, that is the, that is the goal. So, okay, we're, we're going to dive right into the emails, you guys. And get started with taking sides. This one is from Jace and Ashley. Ashley spelled with two E's. Ashley, you're you're just EY. <laughs> we can't be friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. She hey, says, hey guys, my name is Ashley. My husband and I are in a weird spot. Uh-oh. I am baby crazy and would love a baby right now. And he never seems to think it's the right time. Mm, man, that's hard. Do you think that there is a right time? Or if you wait for the right time, you'll miss out on something amazing. I don't think I've ever been baby crazy. You sure? Yeah. Never? Never. When we decided to have George, it was like with much trepidation on my part where I was like, okay. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I just know that we're supposed to have kids. So I was like, let's do it. I knew I would love him. I just knew it would be like a big thing. So I was always very like, I don't know, like respectful and hesitant about the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Man, this is such a hard decision. Definitely one that we can't make for you. Um, I would suggest going and babysitting somebody's newborn if they allow you to. So you guys can just hang around a new baby for a while and see how you feel. That's like really great news and really terrible news because it's not terrible. It's just like... What do you mean news? What news? Or not news, advice. Sorry. In my experience, taking care of someone else's baby is worlds different than taking care of your baby. I mean, it's just a little... It is. It, it's like taste. an eye opener, but the things that are like, you just love. I'm curious to know if they have any other kids. Did she say? I don't know. Dallin and I have had two babies. The first baby was planned and the second baby was unplanned. Uh-huh. Not that we didn't want her, but we weren't. We were hoping they would be a little bit further apart. We weren't prepared for her, I guess. So make sure that you guys are both on board. Mentally and emotionally. But also, can you ever be prepared for a kid, especially if it's your first one? I think you can both agree. I think it's. I think prepared is when you both agree you want to do it. Yeah. Um, examine Ashley, like, I don't know, maybe you've been a nanny and you've raised babies and you know exactly what it is. Um, maybe Jace has too. And that's why he's so like hesitant to, but there's a lot, I mean, it's a 
obviously your life turns upside down five times over and it literally changes your entire world and everything you do every single day. Yeah. So like it is the, probably the biggest decision after like getting married, that is the next humongous decision is when to do that. So like, I just know that God helps you and it's the biggest learning path that you'll ever go on in this life. And God and also trusts you. God too. trusts you it's up and to you. babies are, are, uh, durable. No, I meant God trusts you to <laughs> like, know when the like time is you're not going right. to screw things up super easily. Like, um, well, what? I don't know. I guess a lot of people are screwed up from their parents. Okay. Let's get personal. What was, what was the hardest thing for you about a baby? Just the immense responsibility that was put on my shoulders the day he was born. And all of a sudden, boom, like, Say goodbye to doing things whenever you wanted to do them and hello to this new humongous responsibility of being a dad. And what? my night life now revolves around this child for the most part. And it's just a huge mind shift. What was the hardest thing for our relationship? Having your attention and time to like have fun together. Or not having it. Did you mean not having it? Lack thereof. Oh, yeah. the lack of it. Yeah. What was the best thing for you? The joy of like seeing my son, such a beautiful thing. Yeah. So beautiful. I it, agree. It's such a beautiful thing. It is the most lovely hard thing that you'll ever do. It's the biggest dichotomy that there is. It's like the it's highest like, highs and the lowest lows having a kid. There's a country song called Awful Beautiful Life. And I like think of that line so many times. It's so throughout the course of the day. And we just talked about this in Big Little Life podcast. Um, you have to be sad and, and to be experienced true joy. And to experience true joy, you have to have experienced sadness. And there are both of them with raising kids. And it's just the beauty of opposites and how they're both necessary, how opposition in all things and kids are so hard and they're so fun and they're so joyful and they're so pure and just bring a special spirit into your house and also is the hardest thing you will ever, 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 ever do. So like you will never be prepared for it. You just got to dive in when um, you like got your finances somewhat in order and you can financially handle a baby and your guys' marriage is on a foundation of mutual respect and friendship rather than on a foundation of like having a lot of fun together and like truly a friendship ready to devote a lot of your time that you used to be giving to each other and to your hobbies and to other things, devoting a lot of your time to a baby. I've thought about it a lot and I kind of disagree with you. I just, th I think you can be ready. I think you can be at a point where... Well, as ready as you can, but it's not like you know exactly how to handle every situation according to this baby's specific needs. I think with George, we were ready. Like, and I think with James, we weren't. And I don't say that like I don't love James or like my experience with James hasn't been beautiful, but like it caught us off guard. I wasn't like mentally ready after, like I was still going through like George's postpartum. So it was like, I was very much not ready. Like I would say, I would say we were as ready as we could have been. I mean, I could have read James? for George. Oh yeah. For George. I mean, I would say I could have read books. Well, I, I could have studied. I, I could have like babysat other babies. I could have changed a diaper. I before. just think hindsight, like we thought having a baby would be the next big adventure. And it is, it for sure is, but it also puts a stop on all of the adventures that you're used to having. So I would say like be in a place where you feel like you're ready for the next chapter of your life. And if you're not ready, like give yourself a year to do the things that go do something big together as a couple. Cause um, you're not going to go on some 
like a big family vacation with a newborn for quite a while. Like go do a fun trip. I would go farther than that. Like Dallin and I did that. Like we went on a big Alaskan cruise and it was so fun. So fun. But it was the first fun thing we had done since getting married because we were like, we were just poor and we weren't able to do a lot. So we did this one fun thing and then we, we had a baby and having a baby was so wonderful, but there were like moments like in the quiet moments where we just, after like a hard day or something or a hard month or a hard six months where we just were like, there was a lot that we, we, I wish we had done Uh just like together as a couple. And I don't regret it or anything. I just think if you're, if you're not to a place where you're like, I'm ready for a big shift in my life. I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to have a family and I'm ready to invest so much of myself in a child that for a while I don't get to do so many things that I love to do. Like if, like when you're prepared for that and I think people can get there, like I totally do. I don't think it's a hard place to get to. I just think it's hard when you don't get to that place uh-huh. to like go into baby mode. Yeah. Um, there's this quote that like I really resonated with and we'll wrap this question up with this quote and I just got to find it real quick here. Installing. Let's go to a break real quick and I'll be right back with this quote. Okay, here's the quote. It's um, shorter than I remember it. It's having a baby drag me kicking and screaming from the world of self-absorption. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's pretty easy to be there and you probably don't realize that you're there. It's like you grew up most of your life doing what you needed and wanted to do. And all of a sudden this baby is telling you what you need to do, whether or not you want to. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And I'm just grateful for, to my kids for that. Like I am more aware of other people's needs and more aware of what's going on around me more empathetic. And they've taught me all of these things to not be so wrapped up in myself. So self-absorbed and to be a more caring, giving person. Like they've helped me become that. And I'm grateful for that. So I'll leave it there. And we've talked about that question for long enough. Shall we go to the next one, Ash? Yes. Okay. This one is from Mackenzie. All right. She says, hello, Dashleys. I wanted to start by saying thanks for being my entertainment while I cook and clean. Love listening to you guys and watching your vlogs. Thanks, Mackenzie. I was in a 2.5 year relationship, but we decided to break things off because we were doing long distance and things just became hard. Whoa, that is hard. I'm currently away at university for my third year and he just got an apprenticeship back home and works 12 to 13 hour days most days. Wow, that's a lot. Every once in a while we reconnect and text each other to see how the other is doing. Every time we talk, we always mention that we know we're meant to be together, but maybe right now isn't the time. Huh. Mm -hmm. I truly think he is the person I am meant to spend my life with. And he said the same about me, but we just don't know how to juggle life with our relationship at this time. We're both going through huge changes and just need to focus on ourselves. Considering we're both really young in our twenties, we're still trying to get our lives together, finish school, get jobs, etc. Do you think it's possible for two people to take time apart? do some self growth and reconnect. <laughs> that's how we, that's, that's our life. Dallin, how do you stay optimistic when you naturally broke up? Do you have any tips or advice? Well, um, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Ashley was already ready to get married to me, but I needed to I do. I wasn't ready to get married to you. I just knew I loved you. Oh, I thought you knew that I was the one. Yeah, but I wasn't like ready to get married that day. Well, yeah, I knew that we were going to like, you wanted to date me and nobody I think else. She, 
I don't think optimistic is a good word to use when talking about I was about not optimistic. Time. I was, that was the hardest, that was such a hard period where I had to do a lot of soul searching and, and decide what Dallin wanted. It sounds like you guys are in a different place than we were. It sounds like you kind of mutually broke things off and you're still friends. And there were what? a lot of other external things yeah. like your distance and school and 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 apprenticeships and things ashley and i could have been dating the entire time we were just like 40 minutes apart right what happened with dallin and i was like he told me he was not interested and i even came back one time and said are you sure and he said yes so i, I was but i was just trying to be loyal to the other girl that i decided I no, wanted i'm just to saying like on my side i was trying to move on and uh -huh. i was trying to forget him and on his side he was going through a lot yeah but i was not optimistic about anything ever happening yeah, and then I finally couldn't take it anymore and I broke things off with the other girl and I came back to Ashley and told her like I haven't gone a day without thinking about you and I want to be with you and Ashley took me back. I wouldn't recommend what we did because there was a lot of... I mean, it kind of... Sometimes if there's like a I fork in it, the road, you got to well, go down one... If going down one road, finding a dead end helps you know that the other way was the right way to go where if you went the other way, you might be wondering for a long time like if the... I know. No, I if think it worked out really. The other option was the right way, you know? I think it worked really well for you. Like you weren't emotionally scarred by it. I had the big issue of coming to terms with being like your second choice, which essentially I was. Like I wasn't enough when you first met me. To I wouldn't make, say second choice. I know. You that's were my what, wrong choice. That's what you said when I, you broke up or with I me. made the wrong choice. You said I was your first second choice. Well, pff, I don't know what I was saying. No, I'm just saying like, I'm not mad. You're the one I married. I, I know that, but oh, like just clarifying. it hurts when we, when I think back on our relationship to think that when, like I always dreamed as a girl that when my husband saw me and met me, like when my, and I know it's like a fantasy that he would like choose me. Like in the movies. Right. Like the, just the, the more we've shared this story, so many people messaged us and said they went through the same thing in their marriage. And that's been really comforting to hear. No, I'm not like mad. I'm just saying it was a hard thing to get past, to get past knowing that you chose someone over me. Initially. Initially. That I wasn't like good enough or pretty enough or fun enough or something enough for you to choose me. Initially. It wasn't like a clear option right. or whatever. Which is like, I don't know, like I always like craved that like growing up like just wanted someone to just see me in a room and want to meet me mm -hmm. and i just like i wanted to for my husband for that it to be that story with my husband and it wasn't and we ended up fine but it was like a big thing to get past yeah you had a lot of dreams of me breaking up with you it was just we traumatic like yeah if you left me once you could leave me again you know like uh-huh it was just like, it was a hard thing. So I wouldn't recommend that, but it sounds like you guys are like okay with each other. I'm almost like if you guys love each other and if you think each other's the one, then maybe just do the hard thing and be committed to each other. But I also understand if you don't want to be in a relationship, it, it just kind of sounds like a lot of heartache and a lot of, um, a lot of just blurred lines. Yeah. I mean, and, and like relationships are about sacrifice, right? So like if you truly want to be together, then one of you will give that up, give up your job and one location and try to make and make something work in a new location to be with the person. I just know like Dallin and I were separated for a long time 
Like he worked in a different state as a pest control salesman before we got married. And I didn't want to wait until he got back to start our relationship. Like we knew he would be gone for two months and I wouldn't see him for two months. And it's only two months, but like I had no desire to wait to be committed to him until after that, because I just wanted so badly to be connected to him however I could. So we just got married. Well, we didn't, we got, we were engaged that during that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, we, and we would just call each other and just literally fall asleep, listening to each other, fall asleep. And then we woke up and there's like this 10 hour phone call ticking on my phone (laughs) and I'm like, Hey, good morning. That was fun. I remember that. It was like a way for us to still be with each other, which is what we craved. But it's very personal. Like if you guys are both in agreement that you don't want to do this and maybe like something in your heart is telling you maybe it's not the right time. Just follow your heart. Like I can't tell you what's right with this relationship. Yeah. Neither can I. So you guys work this out. If it's really like you love each other so much and you're that committed, man, make some sacrifices and figure out a way to make it work. So you guys can be together because that's life, baby. The best advice we can give is to just follow your heart. Like that's Dallin's biggest regret, not following his heart the first time, but I eventually did. Right. And me following my heart with Dallin and being brave and not caring that he had like crushed my soul one time and just following, like I could have been prideful and been like, no, screw you. Like, I don't want to be with you. You like broke my heart. Uh But like my inside, like my heart of hearts just longed for him. So I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. So just follow your heart and it won't take you somewhere bad. Okay. That's our best advice. Um, Next, fire pit information. (laughs) Thank you, Christina. You send us a bunch of different info about fire pits. This is our main issue that we've been talking about. And we even talked about this on a Facebook live video. We should get a grass fire pit or a wood fire pit. A gas. So a gas. Did I say, what did I say? Grass. Grass. (laughs) It's the worst fire pit This is good info. We will read through this later, Christina. Thank you so much. Next. All right, this one's from Sydney. Hi, Dallin and Ashley. I just discovered your podcast, Taking Sides, and I love listening to it because it's shown me that my husband and I aren't the only couples that have these disagreements. Good. I'm glad to hear that. That was the goal of the podcast. Okay. One, dis- here's hers. One disagreement my husband and I have oh. always stems around family I parties. I love this one so All far. right. Well, I love seeing my husband's family. I dread going to some of the parties his siblings throw for their children because in addition to the gift, we're also expected to pay for our meal. The parties are usually thrown at a restaurant or the dreaded Chuck E. Cheese. I hate kids' birthday parties at restaurants. <laughs> you do? Kids at restaurants are just hard to begin with. Yeah. It's just so hard. Like, just have it in a park. <laughs> in park. Our outside is so nice. Growing up, I always was taught that if you invite someone to a party, you're expected to pay for the food or drink. I do not want to keep my husband from his family. And we have never skipped a party, but it's getting expensive to spend $100 on a meal plus a gift. Wow, 100 bucks. If you have like a couple kids, like our family right now is around $40 when we eat out. Yeah. Like imagine if we had another kid or two more kids. I just still, I don't, I don't know how it's adding up to be 100. I guess tokens at Chuck E. Cheese or something and a really nice gift. My or husband just like agrees if that it's not, if it's not Chick-fil-A, if it's anything other than Chick-fil-A, it adds up really fast. I didn't think Chuck E. Cheese was that expensive. Just like everybody eats a piece of pizza. Anyways, my husband agrees that it is frustrating, but since it is family, he doesn't want to say anything. I know parties can be expensive. My husband and I have two children and whenever we are throwing a party, we always pay for the meal, cake, drink, etc. But it's frustrating when his family is the complete opposite. Please let me know if I should just suck it up and continue to deal with it. 
because it's family or if his family is in the wrong. Thank you. Mm. Okay, it well. De- it would depend if you were asking your family or his family. I know. And who's the one calling all the shots saying we're going to spend all this money and you should be okay with it? Like, why aren't you deciding things every once in a while too, you know? Like, it's is not, there some give and take here? No, it's not her family. It's or her, his family. That's what I meant. Just family in general. I guess it's like their family culture where when a kid has a party, everyone goes out to eat together. That's and just, that's just tradition. Right. Um, it's hard. I feel like with in-laws, like, I try and think like how I would act if it was like my immediate, fa- like my rel- like my side of the family. Uh-huh. And like, I'm, waiting. I feel like you wouldn't have any issue speaking up and saying, we don't want to spend money all the time. Can we do this at a park or something this time? Does it no, always have I was to be getting, at a restaurant? I was going to say like, I'm way more willing and like, oh sure. Like we'll totally come when it's my family uh-huh. than when it's your family. And I think it's just because like, I am. Oh, I was going to say if you wouldn't have any problems saying I don't want to spend all this money every time. No, like if my sister was like, okay, like Cozy's having a party at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh Like I would be like, oh, sweet. Like we'll totally be there. Like family reunion. But if your family was like, oh, like little cousins having a party at Chuck E. Cheese, I'd be more like, oh, well, do we really want to go or not? You know, like it would be. Jerk. I'm not a jerk. I just like. I have bigger emotions for my like blood relatives because I like, I know them better and they're like my family. Like it's just, and like, you're the same way, like not in a mean way. It's just like, you're more willing to miss out on like my little niece's party than you are to miss out on your little niece's party. Right. Like, it's a bigger it's deal for you. Yeah. So man, I guess it comes down to like your budget. If it's really not swinging your budget, any family that loves you would understand like if you don't have it in your budget and you really, and you ask for like a little leeway here and not always spending a bunch of money for every birthday party. Like I feel like the family, if they honestly love you, then it's, um, yeah, like then it's not, then they would like accommodate, but especially with something as important as your budget. But if you're, if it really, if you can fit it in your budget and it's really important to your husband and it's a big family thing, family tradition, then just work it out in your budget. And like, maybe you can save a little bit here and there in other areas to make space for this and just because it's something important to your husband. So it's something important to you. The thing about budgets is like not everyone is super accepting of your budget. Like we've and been everybody in, has a different one. We've too, been so in that's situations where me and you have been like, Oh, we can't afford a trip right now. And we've gotten a lot of flack for not coming on the big family trip. Well, we shouldn't. I'm just saying that's reality. So, I mean, don't be afraid to be like, Oh, like you're going out to dinner. That's so great. We're not going to be able to make dinner, but what are you doing after dinner? If maybe they're having like a big get together after dinner, Uh maybe try and figure something like that out. If it really comes down to your budget, like they should respect you and not judge you. And don't be ashamed of your budget because if you're making wise decisions for your family, like that's like you're setting a good example, you know? But like if there is room and you can make it happen because of something important to your husband's family, even though you're not super passionate about it, but you can do it because you love your husband then make it happen and just fill his emotional tank there a little bit and show him you love him. You could share a meal with your husband. That would cut it down a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of options or just like bring your own food. Like <laughs> no, I was a waiter just, and waiter. Ashley and I, when, yeah, we were in college and, and we were really tight on money. Like we would share a meal going out to dinner. Yeah. 
we would still make it we happen. would like look up the cheapest meal beforehand and then be <laughs> just like, get Let's water cheapest that. meal bring snacks for the kids because they usually don't eat a lot anyways at restaurants yeah i don't even buy my so, kids restaurant food these days i just pack them like a bag of fruit loops there's a way and, and you can make it happen sydney go, if you want to it, if you don't want to do follow your heart and your husband's heart talk about your hearts yeah talk about your hearts <laughs> All right, next. This is the last one today. Morgan says this. All right. All right. This one's from Morgan. Hey, Dallin and Ashley, just wanted to say thank you for making your podcast. They keep me sane at work all day. I love listening to you make the time go quicker. Your family's so sweet and funny. Well, thank you, Morgan. My husband and I differ on sleeping with the doors shut. He doesn't think that the closet and bedroom door should be shut at night when we sleep, but I like all the doors to be shut. What is your opinion on that? It's just silly. Like... It's just a silly fight we deal with on a daily basis and we laugh about it. I usually win since I get to go to bed. Since I get to bed after him, typically, and all the doors get shut. Ha, P.S. Jackson is the best city in the world. And I love seeing your trip there. Oh, good. She saw her Jackson vlog. Yeah, Jackson Hole. Doors being shut. What I like them even, shut. You do? But we always leave them open so we can hear the kids if they cry. I don't like them shut because I like them open for the kids. And before that, well, when I lived in an apartment, I would shut them because there was like other people in my home like like a like a shared apartment with roommates yeah but if there were no roommates i don't like them shut i feel like it's way spookier i like like when you're not home i leave a light on in the hallway for myself yeah so i don't like i always wake up and see creepy shadows and in my like half asleep state and convince myself that someone's about to murder me my mind is like so i'm like a purist in like i want the all the lights to be off with the night lights to be on around the house that I plugged into Your the outlets. Stone I love those has 700 night lights. There's no more free plugs. I want the doors to be shut. I want all the fans to be off. <laughs> There's one right there. Yep. I love all the... I found these sweet little lights for Amazon. You just plug in the outlets. And mm. it's just... When it gets dark, they just turn on. It's I a like nice them. little glow. It's not spooky anywhere. Because our house got really dark. Yeah. Like walking around at night. They're so nice. So anyways... Um, yeah, I like the door shut. I liked it open and it like stemmed from like childhood fears of being murdered at night. A lot of your decisions stem from that. I want to be able to see if someone's going to come in my room. Yeah. Mine, I think is just, it's complete closure off in my mind and it can relax and not like something is left unfinished, like this door needing to be shut. And it's just like closed off and finished and complete in my mind and my mind can relax and just go to sleep. I feel like with this one, whoever has the biggest feelings wins. Yeah. It's just like whatever. Put a number between one and 10 to your feelings because this isn't that big a deal. And whoever has the higher number in importance to them, just let them win. It sounds like it's you. All right. Next. Morgan Rod. This is from another Morgan. Hey, Dashley fam. I love listening to your podcast every day on my way to work to and from school. Oh, awesome. I live 45 away, minutes away. So the longer the podcast, the better for me. LOL. Good to know. Well, Dallin's doing an extra extra one right now for you, I guess. What do you mean? You said the last one was the last one. Oh, well, I didn't realize we time was a little shorter than I thought it was. Yeah, no worries. I was going to cut that This out. one's for Morgan. Okay, this one's for you, Morgan. Um, my boyfriend and I don't really argue that much, but there is a recurring theme around arguments we do have. Some start with me saying he's a different person around his friends than he is with me. Ooh, <laughs> we've had that one. I am the kind of person that is an open book, and I really don't feel like I act different around different groups of people. Hello, I'm Morgan. just myself. Meet Ashley, your twin. <laughs> yeah, that's Ashley. I can't muster anything else. Well, that's a true gift that you have to be able to do that. So she says, I feel like he's more violent, crazy. 
He's not actually violent. He just makes violent comments around his friends. Where with me, he's so super sweet and kind and just the best human I've ever met. He always gets offended when I mention it. And I always feel sad that he thinks he can't be himself with me. He doesn't recognize that he does it and he doesn't think it happens really. What are your thoughts? Okay. My so wait, what's going on here? So she's just, she feels like her husband around her friend or her boyfriend when he's around people like his friends, his friends, like his old friends. That he, he says violent comments. Like he just acts different. Like, you know how around your brothers, you, you like, it's like how I am around Shamra. Like I become like this different person. It's you have like, a lot of your inside jokes. It's like the person I was when I knew like her. Like intonations of your voice and stuff. You don't do it as much now. And I'm not like that person anymore, but I revert back to that person when I'm around her. And it's really fun. It's not like you're a different person. You just have a lot of inside jokes and your sense of humor is really easy flowing with well, her. Well, like, I guess the, the person I am around you is the person I am around her. And I think different relationships make that. Like the person you are around your brothers is very different than the person you are around me. Like you're just like, like the jokes and the memories and like the whole history of your Am I a different person or do I just have a lot of running inside jokes and movie quotes that make sense to them that don't make sense to you? I think, I mean, like, I think we've gotten really good at, I, when I'm around my family, I don't treat you differently. And uh-huh. I kind of used to at first, like my family's really sarcastic and I would kind of like make sarcastic jokes about Dallin and, and like, it wasn't healthy. And then like around his family, he would just kind of like have different expectations of me that, that like I wasn't like prepared for. Not weird. Just like, I don't know. It almost felt like I was like, it was just like a little bit different. Like it just kind of changed a little bit, but I think we've gotten really good about not changing like how we treat each other when we're around each other's family. Yeah. Or it was kind of like, I would treat you how my family kind of expected me to treat you and you would treat me, you know, your family, like how it was kind of like what would, what it was normal, like treat a wife, like in your family, uh-huh. not in a bad way. It was just like a little bit different. So it felt different. Right. Does that make sense? I think so. So is that's what, is that what's happening here? Wait, he, he always gets a, acts different around her, his friends. I feel sad that he thinks he can't be himself with me. So I guess she, so he thinks that he can't be himself around her. Oh, like she feels like he's holding back around her. Yeah. And she wants him to make these fun jokes. She just doesn't know like what's his being him. Is it him when he's around her or him? When because he's, around he's so his sweet friends? and nice around her, but he has, seems a lot more crazy around his friends. I don't know. Like maybe she's like, why can't you have more fun around me? Yeah. Kind of thing. Let's keep reading a little bit. We also argue about him not quite stepping up to the plate and taking responsibility for some things. He is really bad about thinking something will be too hard. So he won't do it. This happens in multiple areas of our lives. We are in college and he will wait until last minute to finish schoolwork. And he will wait for the last minute to schedule classes just because he doesn't want the extra stress. He's trying to work on this, but I just really don't want this to be an issue when we get married because I know I am the more let's tackle this while we can kind of person. I don't want him to hold me back in any way, but I also don't want to push him so far out of his comfort zone that he cracks. Any advice for either of us? Mm. Just to, just to, oh, she sent another email. Just to clarify, he's not violent at all. When he talks to his friends, he says things like, oh, I'm going to beat you up or something like that. He doesn't actually physically hurt anyone ever. LOL. Okay, so that's good clarification. She he said, also knows there is a time and place for that kind of joking. Probably why he doesn't do it with me. LOL. I just want to know, want to know if you see differences in each other around different people too, or is that just me? I really think it's just the relationship history. Like, 
like he has a different relationship with his friends than he has with you. Like it's built on different found a different foundation. Like maybe I think it's fine to have different jokes with different people. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily they're a different person. It's just like they have a different history. Yeah. With, or more of a history. Yeah. I would more say things to go like on different. inside jokes, more things to relate to more context. Cause more. like anyone you meet, like, like when I met you, we kind of like gravitated towards the things we had in common uh-huh. and those became our things and our jokes and like what we would like kind of like have fun around. And it's different with every person. Like me and Shamra, my friend, like different things. Like we like found commonalities in different things that I found with you. Uh-huh. So like we make, like our whole relationship is based off of those different things that we found like common interest in. Uh-huh. So I, it would make sense. I think that she doesn't have that. But I get where she's coming from where like if when it's like a newer relationship, you're just kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And you can like feelings of jealousy can creep in and stuff, but it'll build. Just give it time. All relationships take time and build and just be emotionally intimate with each other. That's the most important thing. Friendship is built on emotional intimacy. The jokes will come inside jokes come. The experiences will come. But if you like are open to each other's emotions and you're able to, um, just like validate the other person and affirm them and, and have your own kind of fun with them. I think that you guys will build your own friendship that I think she's just kind of like, wait, what kind of like, yeah, I gonna catch you off guard. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't normal. worry about it. Don't look into it too much. Just like, just focus on building your friendship and your relationship. Uh, as far as like hardworking goes, it's cool that he, she said that he is trying to change his habit of being scared of hard issues um, that's, uh, that's just a life skill. Like hard is good and accepting that and doing the hard work, even though you don't want to, that's, that's just a life skill. So it's yeah. cool that he's working on that. And if you can like help him through it and support him and not discourage him. We really like Gary V on Instagram. He's super in- inspirational and he Gary just Vaynerchuk. is like, he just tells you to like, like what the heck are you waiting around for? Like, just do it. Like be who you want to be. Like you're yeah. not going to reach any dream if you're not sitting there fighting for it. Uh-huh. It's really good to like listen to him once a week or twice a week. It yeah. just amps you up for it your really future. Does. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you could have been a tree. You could have been a bus, but you're a human. <laughs> Do you realize that? If that doesn't amp you up, then you suck. <laughs> could have been a tree. Yeah. No, like it's really good to like when yeah. you're scrolling through Instagram to have Gary V yell at you for a good 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Follow Gary Vaynerchuk on Instagram. That'll help you guys. Gary V. All right. Uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah, just if you really love him, stick with him, support him, help him out. You'll grow together. Everybody has their own weaknesses, things they're working on. If you're having crazy red flags, like, yeah, if if he's like not a hard worker and he's like lazy, lazy bum, then like maybe you don't want to marry him or maybe school just isn't his thing. Like I didn't know how many avenues for a career there were outside of like college degrees. Like I thought that's all there were. And then Dallin and I are here like honestly making more money than we ever made in our normal jobs as a teacher and as a, uh, what were you? A video um, editor at Pluralsight? Video editing and business development. Like not to brag, but we found our passion. We found, we gravitated towards photography and videography and we built a business on it. And it took us to places like our degrees never took us. But our degrees were, was a stepping stone. I would definitely advocate for getting a no, college No, I'm just degree. saying like if he's not passionate about it, don't think that he can never be passionate about something. Right. Yeah. With the internet now, like there are so many ways to make money without a degree. 
degrees are like um, definitely look good on resumes for classic jobs and all that. And some jobs no, you definitely need a degree for. But like there are so many other ways. Like if you explore the world of e-commerce, holy moly. I think degrees are good. I think I really think they're a good backbone to have. I just think like like even I like had so many classes that I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is not right. my spirit class. Yeah. Just I like totally agree. make it a point to find what you guys are passionate about and to, and to run after it, to f build a career around your passion. Set a vision board, like what you want to accomplish in one year, two years and five years, what you want to have accomplished exactly the amount of money that you want to be making by that time and what you will do to get it. Even and boom, if, it'll happen. Even if your vision board is just discover what I can like discover something that I can do to make money with my passion. And then how you plan to discover that. Yeah. And then like from that build on, uh, build build that vision each mm -hmm. year yep do it you guys live a passionate life boom okay one more you guys my husband used a cell phone one i'm trying to talk to him hmm. mm. all right hi dashley's it's nicola from canada i'm working i'm a working mom with two beautiful kiddos nine and six married to the love of my life we have a pretty great and my husband and i are on the same page about most things so we don't fight very often, but we seem to disagree on this particular issue. Sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, he will pick up his cell phone and start playing a game, browsing the web or replying to messages online. Other times I'll ask him if we can talk and he won't put down his phone while we do. Oh, geez. When he does this, I feel like he's not giving me his full attention. Well, that's because he's not. And it makes me feel a little disrespected. Yeah, rightfully so. Also, can you already tell which side I'm on? Also, now that our kids are getting older, we let them watch more TV and use tablets. We have set up boundaries around device time and rules like not using them at the dinner table and putting them down when we are talking to one another, etc. I kind of feel like my husband not following the same guidelines blurs the lines for the whole blurs the lines for the whole household. That's Number because it does. Number one rule of classroom management in a school is you abide by the rules of the class. The like teacher? The teacher. Yeah. The the rules apply to me too. Uh-huh. Um, I used to just get mad and say, never mind, it doesn't matter. I'll passive aggressively. But lately I've been trying to take a step back and let her know how it makes me feel, hoping that will help. That's good. Um, and, and hopefully you do it in a way saying when I'm trying to talk to, I feel disrespected when I'm trying to talk to somebody and they're on their phone. Not like you're making me feel so mad. Just like expressing I statements. Um, when I bring it up, his counterpoint is that he feels like he is listening and giving me his full attention. And he's just multitasking. And it's in this, he's not, if he's multitasking, giving you his no, full attention. No, brains can't multitask. He can repeat back what I've said, so I know he's not tuning me out, but it still just doesn't sit right with me. Brains literally can't multitask. Um, actually, I think women are better multitaskers than men. I think they can pop men. back and forth really fast. Uh-huh. I know that he cares about what I have to say, is always super supportive and shows his love in a lot of ways around the house and with the kids. Well, that's good. He's a great husband and father. We literally just fall opposite sides of the fence on this one. Anyway, not sure if other, I mean, can, does he, is he just have like a mastermind where he actually carries on a conversation while he's looking at his phone? Odds are that he's not. I mean, like, I mean, it shows any respect in a normal public setting. You would put down your phone and talk to somebody like, does he do that with his boss at work? Like he should show some respect to you, if nothing else, even if he can be on his phone while while carrying on a conversation as some crazy skill, he should still show, still show you the respect of setting down his phone and looking at you, like connecting eye to eye. That's just basic human like interaction. Maybe he just feels like they're so close and chill with each other. If it's just a normal chill conversation, like, hey, what's up, yeah, whatever. 
but like, I feel like it's like a talking, it's like a issue that they're talking about. Like you deserve some respect, but to put down the phone and focus. I think you just need to talk to him. Like when he, he like when he's not on his phone <laughs> and just really be like, I think this is setting a bad example for our kids. It really hurts my feelings when you do it. Like, can we, can we try to not do this when I'm talking to you? And will it be okay with you if, if I catch you, if you're doing this and you don't recognize that you're doing this because it's such a habit, maybe I say like phone down or something. Yeah. Like, um, just express it as a concern, not attacking him as a person, like knowing, like once the foundation of love and respect is there, like there's something that I want to talk about with you. And like, it's an issue. It's something that I want to address in our family. And like, after the foundation of love is there, as always, focusing on the specific issue, not the person. Do it during a green light moment, not yeah. a red light moment. <laughs> green light moments are chill and calm and even emotions. A red light moment would be like when you're trying to talk to him and he's on his phone and you just want to kick him. Like when I'm frustrated about something and then yeah. Ashley corrects me when I, because I'm frustrated about something, I just escalate it. It doesn't fix it. Dang thing. Right. Yeah. So... Um, that happened a lot more in the past. You're a lot better about that now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so shoot. Um, yeah, this is like something you got to set him down and let him know that it's important to you. And, um, and it does make a lot of sense that like the parents need to set the same example for the kids around them because the kids see you on your phone a lot. And like you- James, when she was like nine, like one, year old she knew because ashley and i are on our phones a lot me more i'm working i'm being better at not being on my phone so much around the kids because they see that this adult values this electronic device so much and is always staring and tapping at it james would like crawl over to my phone and be so intrigued and grab it and just like swipe swipe on it and hold it up to her ear and stuff and it just kind of made me sad that like i don't know just seeing that and and um Obviously the future is technology and things, but it'll never replace real honest human communication and people with those communication skills. I feel like I feel like really will get ahead in the world. A time and a place for technology with kids. I think it's super important for them to like know how to exist without it and know how to like imagine Absolutely. and think. Because like all these things, like when everything's given to you, you create, you create nothing out of something. Right. Like and I want rather them to than be creating creators. something out of nothing, like, like if they're bored, they can like learn to create things. But if things are just given to them, they just, it's just no big deal. And they create nothing out of something. But if they have nothing and create something out of nothing, that is a beautiful thing where kids can get creative and learn. But like phones, everything's given to you here, 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 here. Your mind is just like numb. And I think it's really bad if there's too much screen time. Off topic. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like you're in the world. It's like you're of the world, but not in the world. I just want our kids to be creators and storytellers. And like, cause like the best things in life are a story, like the best businesses, the best books, the best games. Like, and I don't think, I think there's like value in them having a period of their life where they are the ones making up the story and not the ones consuming it, like Mm -hmm. imagining and creating. If I think reading is a different thing because you're, creating the story in your head Uh like while you read but there's something very like lazy about watching a movie where it's all just given to you 
Your brain can just shut off. I love movies. I just, and our kids watch shows. I just think. There's time and a place. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, Nicola, but. Just talking about cell phones. I think if you honestly. I think honestly, that you deserve the respect of like look of looking at you when you talk to him. And, and like, and, would treat it like with your kids. Like, I think with our spouses so much, like we are like, well, I asked him to do it once and he forgot and he didn't respect me and he didn't do it. But if it was your kids, it would be like, this is our new family goal. Like, remember, like, phones down when we're talking to each other. And you would say that day after day after day after day. What does Ralphie call it? Rep- repetition, learning, yes. repetitive. She says it takes many, 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 many yeah, times. so don't be- Loving reminders, not just, like, nagging reminders, but loving reminders. Hey, this is really important to me. And I like really appreciate positive it if you looked at me while I talked to you. It's just something really important to like me. If, if he, nothing else, then to please me, please just look at me. If he ever does it, be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for doing that. And it acknowledge so when he does. Yeah, exactly. Affirm the like positive affirmations, not negative reinforcement. So like, like with Dallin, sometimes I'll ask him to do something and he'll like to make it to, for us to make a change in how we do things. And he'll like, if he forgets the next time, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like we like, expect to be perfect like after one time. A grown a man, like get it together. Like how disrespectful to, but like, and that's like what my mind says. But if you were, if I was thinking about you're it, with that rude to me in your mind. No, but like just with some things, you know, like where you're just like, like you have things with me. But if it was George, we would be like, oh, remember, like this is what we're working on. Right. Um. Yeah. Adults and kids learn by repetition. So don't get mad if it doesn't happen the first time. Like maybe he's trying and he just Extend forgot. grace and let him know this is really important to you. And because he loves you, which it's very clear that he does. And he seems like a great husband and father. Just let him know this is one thing that you, he could really do for you. That would mean a lot to you. Cool. Well, thanks guys. Fun little session. Good emails. Thank you for sending these in. They mm-hmm. keep flowing in. So it just makes us happy because. Like I said in a few podcasts ago, like it means you guys are engaged and listening and this podcast is doing good things. And also it means we have a lot of content for future podcasts, which is great. So keep them coming. You guys send in like questions that you have too. It doesn't have to be like a A specific fight. If you're like wondering about a specific thing or like needing advice on something, Ashley and I are learning so much from doing this too. And it's like so helpful for us to talk about these things and like doing research around things that like emails that were sent and like learning things ourselves as we talk about it on the podcast. So send all that good stuff in. Hel- taking sides with the Dashleys at gmail.com. Dallin is posting all these to our website where I think we're going to start having like the forum of discussion, right? On our website. On our website. So go find it on our website, the Dashleys vlog with a V dot com. com, the Dashleys vlog dot com. And there's like a, a place to comment at the bottom of the page of the blog post where it's posted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you guys.